American efforts to help bring Russian war crimes in Ukraine to justice are reportedly being hindered by fears that US personnel could be prosecuted by the same process. The New York Times reports that the Biden administration cannot currently share war crimes evidence with the International Criminal Court because it's being blocked by the Pentagon. Luke Sidham Dundon is here to explain. And Luke, why is this happening? Well, PK, a little over 20 years ago, the United States had the opportunity to join the newly established International Criminal Court. I spoke to the man whose job it was to get America signed up. David Sheffer, the first US ambassador at large for war crimes, he says all signs pointed to Washington backing the new global judicial system. President Clinton stated on six public occasions that the United States supported creating the permanent international criminal court. And my mandate as the negotiator for the United States was to make that happen. Basically, we did sign the Rome Statute, and it was with the support of all of the agencies other than the Pentagon and the uh, Central Intelligence Agency at that time. So, Luke, clearly the Pentagon has long opposed the court. Why is that still a problem today? So 23 years ago, as we just heard, America took the first step. It signed the Rome Statute. But President Bill Clinton deferred ratifying the treaty to a divided Congress. Hence, America never became a participant of the court. Suspicion around it remains to this day. So the New York Times is reporting the Pentagon is currently blocking the Biden administration from sharing evidence of Russian war crimes with the court. Ambassador Sheffer told me why. It's a curious argument that I've lived with for more than 30 years. And when we were confronted with the issue of whether or not to sign the Rome Statute, it was the Pentagon who advised President Clinton not to sign it. I think the Pentagon's opposition is now quite archaic. I think in the beginning, they were fearful that there would be an out-of-control prosecutor, that somehow the world would turn against the United States and try to nail American officials uh, before the court. It's all based on pure unsubstantiated fear. So what was that fear? For years, American forces have faced accusations of war crimes in Afghanistan, Iraq and over the CIA's black sites after 9-11. I asked Ambassador Sheffer if this is what the Pentagon is afraid of. You can't have an argument saying we fear the court because we want to commit those crimes. So if we commit those crimes, we need impunity to do so. No, actually, even under federal law, you do not commit those crimes. So it's, it's an odd argument to say, well, wait a minute, we're so fearful that they're going to come after us. Why? Because you actually have committed these crimes? Because if you have committed them, that's a problem. You need to be prosecuted if you have committed them. So is it a stalemate or is there a solution, Luke? Well, PK, the power rests in the president's hands and Ambassador Sheffer thinks Biden has no choice but to overrule the Pentagon. It is simply implausible for the United States to suddenly balk at cooperating with the International Criminal Court on the very crimes that the administration has been identifying for more than a year and after having repeatedly stated uh, U.S. support to the investigation of those crimes, the lead court for doing so is the International Criminal Court, and that commitment has already been made, including by administration officials, including by the attorney general. So it's simply not plausible for President Biden to somehow back the Pentagon and oppose the Justice Department, the State Department, the National Security Council, et cetera, on this matter. 
So if it's not a party to it, why is the US government trying to work with the International Criminal Court? How, how effective could it be in pursuing Russia over war crimes? It's a key question, PK. As one of the people behind its creation, unsurprisingly, Ambassador Sheffer thinks it's the most effective tool. But he told me it won't be the only place that justice is sought. Remember, the International Criminal Court is essentially looking at leaders. It's not looking at foot soldiers. It's not looking at mid-level. It's looking at the upper tier. The first name is, is Putin. Second name is Lavrov. Third, fourth, defense ministers, etc. All of them will be subject to investigation by the ICC as leading in the commission of these crimes. But there are tens of thousands of other cases against low-level, even foot soldiers, or the person who literally committed the torture, who literally committed the rape. Those are the cases that Ukrainian courts are going to be dealing with for decades to come. So what then are the challenges for justice for prosecuting the senior figures involved in this war? Because like the United States, Russia is not a party to the International Criminal Court. Um, yes, there are considerable challenges because the ICC requires the defendant to be in the courtroom. It's not in absentia trials. Now, I will note Ukrainian courts can have in absentia trials. So watch for that in the tens of thousands that are coming forth. But in the International Criminal Court, one might have to wait 5, 10, 15, 20 years before an opportunity arises to bring certain officials into custody because maybe a new government ultimately exists in Russia that has a different value system. And then the trials can take place. I mean, these courts are not some sort of, you know, magical institutions. You know, welcome to international criminal justice. David Sheffer, the first US ambassador at large for war crimes and one of the people behind the International Criminal Court, speaking there with RN Breakfast's Luke Sidham Dundon. ABC RN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.